Welcome to my shitty podcast. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. I hope you enjoy this edition of my shitty podcast, Ghost Stories. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. And thank you for going on iTunes and writing a review. Without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> my name is Andre Sotelo, and this is my ghost story. <laughs> um, so, geez, I'd say about. Maybe about nine years ago now, uh, a couple of my friends and I really wanted to check out this seminary. Um, cemetery. Seminary? Seminary. Seminary. Yeah. Not a cemetery. Not a cemetery. Oh. It's uh, it's in Mission, Texas. It's called La Lomita. I don't know if that's what it was called when I visited, but I looked it up a little while ago, and that's the same place. It's, uh, Word. Um, what about this place? <laughs> I hadn't heard much about it right before I went. I just was hanging out with, um, my friend Jesse and his girlfriend a lot. And his girlfriend actually lived like right, bu- right behind my house, like one street over, pretty much in the same spot, but one street over. And her name was Diana. I don't remember her sister's name, but both of them were really into I don't know if it was, like, ghost hunting necessarily, but it was a big thing whenever I went over to their house where they would show me, like, countless videos of them just hanging out, like, Christmas videos (laughs) or, like, just random videos from their houses and pictures. Like, family videos? Like, family videos, (laughs) and they would be things, they would point at, like, orbs, they would call them, and, like... Oh, they were super into it. They were super into it, and then (laughs) they felt, you know, the presence in the house especially, and geez, it was even like... How old were you guys? um, I was probably like 16 or 17. They were at least three years older than me, and the sister, Diana's sister, was, I think, a little older than that. (laughs) Um... Man, they told me some crazy stories about her, though, that her older sister that, like, one time she was sitting in a room uh-huh. and lightning struck her room or, like, struck her <laughs> and her boyfriend at the time walked in at the same time and she was just, like, in this, I don't know if they made this one up or not, but, like, she was just in this state, like, in, like, mumbling shit and I don't think I would thought to ask at that age like oh did she go to the hospital or what happened but i was just like she's a freak like, yeah this is crazy <laughs> what, yeah, what if lightning was like a porn star like lightning <laughs> struck my room and me and uh i was baffled for hours orgasm I, yeah the whole thing was just like it was it's actually you could it was reality then you thought that it was actual lightning like i don't know if i believe this or not but it really happened because it was a porn star named lightning 
<laughs> boyfriend's name was Lightning. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> what happened? In, it's my desperate attempt. To well, her, to her boyfriend had a few crazy things happening at his house too. So like, I just felt felt like it was a good group to like explore with, pretty much. And yeah. they told me about this place in Houston that was an old seminary, and I looked it up a second ago, and I have found a little information on it. Rad. Let's see. Look. So I looked it up, and the first thing that came up was the haunted Lalomita Mission, Texas. Uh, this old mission has just recently been opened to the public. So I don't know if how recent this like article is. I'll check in a second. Uh, in the mission's heyday, priests were rumored to have to be having intercourse. With the nuns and burying the children's bodies on the grounds. Uh, one night, some illegal immigrants who were aware of what was going on went it went in and killed two of the priests. The third priest went to help get help, but died while searching. The robes and bones of the priests were on display up until a couple of years ago. Damn. There, thereafter, it became an asylum for the mentally challenged. Uh, many of the people. Working there, reported seeing figures in robes walking around in the grounds at night. The asylum got shut down completely recently, but the grounds are still open to tourists during the day. You may not be able to go inside the old mission, but it's still worth the trip. I don't know if it's a trip worth the trip all the way down there, honestly, but it was... Okay, so it was a crazy night. Um, so one night, we all of us decided to take a drive out there. It was only maybe about... 20 minutes from where we lived or something. And we, f- we find it and we're in a truck. So sit- driving is Jesse. Passenger seat is Diana. I'm in the back left. My friend Adrian's in the middle. And on the right is Diana's sister. Mm-hmm. So we're pulling up on the seminary and it's about to pass us, pass us up on our right. Um, it's our first time there for any of us. And there's, you, you can see it from the road. It's the road, and then there's maybe about 10 feet of grass and then a and a fence, and then maybe about another 50 feet till the seminary, but you can definitely see it yep. pretty well lit up. Um, even at that time, I don't know if it was, I don't know what time it was. It must have been like before midnight or something. Um, so we're about to pass it up on our right, and we realize we've gone too far, so we're like, we'll turn around and go park more towards the beginning so we can, I don't know, hop the fence. So we turn around, so now I'm, to my left is the seminary, now that we've turned around, and it feels like a lifetime, but this is probably only like 40 seconds or something like that, mm-hmm. but I look to my left right about as we're about to park or pull into like the little area we found to park. And there was this huge, um, behind the fence and like closer to the seminary, there was at least, geez, we're so far, but I could tell that it was at least like six or seven feet tall and this huge skinny figure. And it was wearing like the close, the best thing I could compare it to. I mean, like, would be like a a clean white like Jedi cloak and damn it was I could 
I couldn't see its eyes, but I just felt it looking directly at us or me. And I was like, I was stunned. I was just like freaked out. Um, Could you see like facial? Figure? I couldn't see its features or anything like that. I do know that I it like lifted one of its arms and I still to this day can't. I didn't focus in enough to know if it like kind of was trying to call me in or like just point at us or something. Yeah. And I'm, I'm shocked and this still feels like forever, but we finally like pull enough into where we're parking to where we don't, I don't see what we were just looking at. And I look over at Adrian and everyone else is still talking just how we were talking before, but I look over at Adrian and he has like, thank goodness or else I'd feel insane, but the same look on his face that I do. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, tell me that I'm getting chills talking about it right now. But I'm like, tell me you fucking saw that. Like, and he's like, yeah, I fucking did. And we start telling Jesse and the girls about it. And we get freaked they, out. We get they, us like, ah! like, no, I wasn't screaming. I was just like, in holy shock. Shit, holy shit, I was holy just shit, like, shit. what the fuck? That was not normal. Yeah. I was not. And the girls and Jesse were honestly. I still don't even know if they believe us or not. Yeah. They were kind of thought that we were trying to spook them from actually going in. And I mean, we were the ones who were like spooked for going in, but I've talked, I've talked about this for years and I still don't know why. And everyone's like, I, I can't believe you still wanted to go in or went in. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why either. I feel like I would have totally just been like, fuck this, I'm done. But something like, I don't know, something like drew me in there or... Do you end up going in? Like they, yeah, they, well, yeah, Diana and them, they kept trying to tell us that we just saw like a sign lit up in yeah. a weird way. And I don't know if it was me wanting to like prove them that like there wasn't something. I, was, I don't know. I was just that I know what we saw and like. Adrian saw it, so I was like, no, like, that, don't take that away from us. Like, there was something that <laughs> yeah. weird that happened. So we, we, you guys could both, like, confirm it. Like, look, I saw it too. Exactly. Yeah. What he had said. Yeah. And they still weren't, like, as taken back as, I mean, that's weird that it's not like we, like, planned to, like, yeah. They say probably that thought story. you guys, like, leaned over and, like, hey, let's, let's freak these guys out. Yeah, exactly. Saw, saw this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, like, I'm not. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's, we that's wild yeah and you guys ended up going in yeah and... we jumped the fence and we started exploring the grounds a little bit there's it's a creepy little place like they're taking pictures outside there's little um there's basements that you can definitely like get into because they're just like open basements mm -hmm. there's a uh, ladders you can crawl to to go like ring the bell at the top and whoa um, so it was cool. It was creepy. And I don't know why or what, but someone tested the door and it was really late, but it was, the door was open. So we all started walking in, uh, pretty long hallway, not too long, but on both sides, there's at least three rooms on each side. Mm-hmm. And we're walking in there, and those rooms, you look at them, and 
there's padding, old padding on all of the walls as if they preserve this for some who knows what reason. Yeah. But you can definitely see like blood stains on them. No, for real? Yeah, for real. Like you can see sweat and vomit, like everything. Just like you can tell that this place has seen, you know, some really bad days. Yeah. it's like my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those white IKEA sheets that I bought for who knows what reason. Like I thought I was being cool. It's the worst idea for a single dude. White sheets and white underwear, two really bad investments. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Fuck the aesthetic, dude. Oh my god, dude. That's crazy. Um did anything else creepy happen while you're in there? The last thing that made us leave finally was we got to the end of that hallway and it wasn't super beautiful there was a pretty nice like you know like winding staircase to the top floor yeah and it was lit up with candles what it was lit up with candles we yeah it was super this place is closed down this place was closed to our i mean there was like probably a groundskeeper or something i don't know sure yeah that's still fucking creepy. It was weird. So come... we were just like, let's leave now. And we left and we probably went to like Whataburger or something after. And we're all just kind of winding down and eating. They're looking through the photos. Nothing crazy in the photos, but definitely a moment where I realized like this is where that sign would have been if like in front of this back of this photo, mm-hmm. if you guys say there was a sign where we saw that thing. And the night kind of ended, and I went back to my place pretty late and logged on the computer, which was, like, a really old computer at the time. But <laughs> I logged on, and I looked up the place, and the first thing I read was, like, at the bottom, like, what I just read before, where there were, like, groundspeople. There's a few different stories where, like, groundspeople and, like, visitors have heard like yell- yelling from, like, children and from women but what um groundskeepers have definitely reported similar wow like like figures like what like cloaked tall so once i read that that night i felt so scared i was i didn't know if like it was something that was going to follow me or like why it chose to like show us itself or what it was trying to show us yeah but i could not sleep that night my and I've recently wanted to reach out to that Adrian dude because I haven't talked to him in, like, so long. And I don't know if he was just, like, being a good friend and, like, playing along or if he really saw. Yeah. I don't remember well enough, like, or what we talked about, but I don't know. That's it bananas. Gives me, yeah, I don't know if that thing, I don't know. It was Fuck. a weird night. Yeah, that's wild. Does it still, like, haunt your dreams? Are you still like, ah, that's crazy? I don't crazy dream st- about it often, but when I think about it, I, I honestly, like, I get chills just thinking about the, not eye contact, but the, like, those seconds of, like, connection that we had with it that yeah. I don't know. I've never felt that intense of a sensation. It was just... Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. That's bananas. It's bananas, man. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, telling the old ghost story course ghost story ghost story no no problem man anytime you can make me feel something you know it's like chills <laughs> yeah uh, yeah sensations totally i uh also apparently i'm talking like a four-year-old 
Oh, thanks for the ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> that was scary. Uh, or Elmer Fudd. I don't know. <laughs> All right, dude. On to the next. My name is Jesus, and this is my weird ghost story. All right. So back when I was like eight or nine, uh, I was living in Elgin, really small house, and uh, day off, I don't know, it was maybe like Saturday or something. Uh, my sister and I were playing outside, like running around playing tag or some shit, and... At one point, she runs behind the cars that are parked in the driveway, and I start chasing after her, but she manages to stay on the other side of the cars the entire time. You know, I'm ducking under the car, looking at her feet, and, like, trying to chase after her and stuff, and I think I hear her run inside, mm-hmm. so I chase in after her, and she's sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm like, why'd you come inside? She's like, I've been watching TV for 30 minutes. I'm like... Don't say that. Whoa. <laughs> and I just stopped and thought about it. For the past, like, X amount of minutes that I had not seen my sister, I'd been blindly chasing after what I only can remember shoes and, like, little glimpses of hair. Did you see, like, shoes and, like, like shoe prints? Or not shoe like, prints, or but, not- like, whenever you look under a car, and you, you know, you're looking for feet, I saw people, like, running. Or, I guess, oh, feet running. fuck. A person who I thought was my sister the whole time. Shit. And I didn't feel scared or anything the entire time, but it wasn't until I realized that wasn't who I thought it was. Little kid me thought maybe I was playing with some neighbor. Nah. Yeah. Oh. That was not a neighbor. Fuck, <laughs> man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, did you guys talk about it later? Were you like, are you sure you weren't yeah. outside? No, like my sister just thought it was being weird and she wouldn't take any of it. And I brushed it off for forever and... To like people start, you know, you grow up and people ask you, what's the weird yeah. shit that happens? This is one that always jumped out. Damn. Like, I played with the little girl who to this day remains unknown. <laughs> and like I said, I didn't feel in danger or scared or anything. This Whatever this thing was, was playing with me. Yeah. I just didn't know it wasn't my sister. Wow. So. Damn. Pre- that's that's pretty wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you scared at all? No, man. Like like I said, uh, I thought I was still playing tag. At no point did I stop to think this is no longer my sister. I was just like, this bitch is beating me. (laughs) Was the house haunted or anything? Did you talk to your parents about it later? Um, Didn't really talk to my parents about it, but it was like this rickety old-ass house that we were renting for super cheap from this family that lived in like a town miles away because they only came by like once a month. Yeah. But... Yeah, we had, it was a really old house, and I remember at one point one of the rooms, like, collapsed in because of, like, uh, the roof, I, I think the rain had, like, come in through the beams and stuff, and it just, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> oh, shit. so one of the rooms was, like, out of commission, and the rest of the house was inspected, the rest of it was fine, they didn't fix it, so there was just one room where they stored some shit, but generally did not walk into. Yeah, damn, dude. Um, but yeah, I would it's not. Always the, it's always the old houses. It's like, a super, uh, <laughs> it was a super old house in a really old t- part of the town. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there We're, is something just still like floating around. But damn. bananas, man. Bananas. Bananas. Cool, dude. Well, thanks. On to the Cheers. next story. Cheers, dude. My name is Esther, and this is my ghost story. It's in Bishop, California, driving up to the oldest tree forest in the world the bristlecone pines and we had got driven 12 miles to the patriarch grove where the 4,000 year old tree is 
and we're driving back around this really rickety road and I connect with plants a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, even, okay, no, I got to tell that later. So (laughs) um, I connect with plants a lot and can kind of feel them, kind of sense their presence, their personalities. So after we spend a lot of time at the Patriot Grove and look at all of them, we're driving back and it's really rickety and we're just hanging out. There's a lot of fields. And I just look over to the right window and I just see this hazy, like mist almost. Mm-hmm. Like it almost looked like dust, yeah. but there wasn't any wind. So in the road wouldn't have picked it up. And it was like it was just walking across the field. And I just knew right away that it was a spirit, that it was there. Yeah. I don't know if it was a plant or like a spirit of a plant or one of the trees, but... Was it, it just was, like an eerie feeling or? No, it? I just like, it was a recognition. I got gotcha. Like I recognized him. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that happened is I took a Polaroid of one of the really old trees that I like, it was, it had rotted out at some point in the center and I actually got to stand in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And I took a Polaroid of it. And when I looked at it after it had been developed, it actually looked like th- four or five like kings or men all like lined up like that was the personality of the tree wow and it was just they're they're way too old for them there not to be anything so yeah yeah Yeah. these old trees yeah (laughs) that's rad it was really cool did you get an eerie feeling afterwards like (gasps) holy shit no it was just this like calm of awesome i I actually got to interact with them a little bit like they knew i was here enough to where they would I could see him yeah. a little bit, you know, I, yeah. it, to some extent. For sure. So it was really cool. That's awesome. That was kind of happy, yeah. happy spirit story. I've yet to see a spirit, but like I've always been like, that'd be cool if I could see one. Right, so yeah. Maybe, I mean, I want to. Yeah, that was I the most, know. like that's been the most positive experience of a spirit or like the most impactful one at least. Yeah. So. Radical. Awesome. On to the next. Thanks. Yeah. One. Hey, this is back uh, with the Feedback Podcast and Austinite now. In case you haven't met me, I'm originally from Senegal, West Africa. And I'm about to share a story that I experienced about, I was about 16 or 17 at the time. Yeah. And uh, I was staying at my uncle's house. And the thing that we do in Senegal a lot is what we call white nights, where we don't go to sleep. Uh-huh. We just stay up, we make tea, we drink milk, we play cards, and we're just hanging out in the courtyard. Yeah. That's pretty much like what we, what we did all the time when I went on vacation to visit my family. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there, we're drinking tea and all that stuff, and then it's about three, yeah, three in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And... Uh, so it's me, my cousin, and two of his friends. Um, and one of them goes, hey, uh, I'm going to go home now. Uh, it's pretty late. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we'll just walk you home. Yeah. Now, the thing about Senegal in the neighborhood where I'm from is that there's no lights in the streets. Yeah. It's pretty much sand. And the only lights you see are going to be on the main roads that connect two towns. Okay. Other than that, it's dark. And one thing that happens a lot, actually, is that um, you don't recognize people at night. Sure. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, we're all black as hell. <laughs> and two, yeah. and, and, and believe it or not, a lot of kids get kidnapped that way because they don't recognize people. Really? So the first thing you say when you run into somebody at night is, who are you? And okay. a lot of kids get kidnapped. That's besides the story, but I, I thought I'd just throw that, <laughs> yeah, throw that little fact no, in there. No, that's, that's interesting perspective. So um, we're walking down the street. We're taking our time because uh, we're. I'm tired. I'm exhausted because I've been going around seeing family all day. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't slept. We've been sitting around drinking milk and drinking tea and playing cards. Yeah, you guys are amped. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, so we crossed the main road where there were lights, and the whole time, uh, our friend goes, okay, just, just leave me. I can just walk home by myself. And I'm like, no, dude, we're going to walk you all the way home, and you know, make sure you make, you make it there safe, because you never know in this, in this neighborhood, yep. right? It's not like it's not like there's there's cops just roaming around or there's yeah, no cameras. No it's <laughs> Africa, man. It's freaking Africa. All right, we no one's patrolling the street. No, yeah. none of that. None. Of, nobody's coming. It's it's you barely see anybody at night. All you hear is like stray cats just fighting on rooftops. It's pretty pretty scary shit. Yeah. And so we cross the main road, and then he, and he goes, "All right, now leave me. Let me go home." I'm like, "No, dude, we're gonna take we're gonna take you." And we st- almost start arguing about it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, we're and I'm like no that's I want to make sure you make it home yep. I know your parents blah 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 so anyway we come we cross the main road where there's lights we get down to this intersection mm-hmm. so at the intersection we're just standing there just shooting the shit yeah his right his house is to the right okay okay and it's pretty it's pretty lit uh, where we're standing and we're just talking whatever we can see his house right there right yeah and. My, my other friend goes, hey, someone's coming. And we all turn around and we see a person. We didn't know what it was. It yeah. looked like a person. This isn't headlights. You mean like somebody's coming. Like somebody's yeah, some, on foot yeah, coming. I mean, you don't ex- first of all, you don't expect people to walk around at night that late. Yeah. Not by themselves, at least. Yeah. And with all this stuff that's happening in, in our town and in Senegal in general, we don't want to be caught outside too late. Yeah. You know, like I said, kids get kidnapped. Uh, people walk around with machetes. It's, it's not safe. That's my point. Sure. But the weird part was that person, whatever it was, had a white sheet over, the, over its head. Couldn't like see the face. To the, to the floor or just like a pillowcase kind of a thing? Th- like, think a, like a towel. But it looked okay. like, a, um, like, like a small drape or something. Okay, yeah. But you couldn't see the face. That's the point. You yeah. couldn't see the face. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it was walking towards us, but not straight towards us. It was walking in circles towards us. Ooh. Ooh. Like making like, uh, bigger and bigger circles as it was walking. Like it would like, walk towards us and then back in a circle and then come back. As it was, but it was coming towards us. Wow. And the weird part was that um, when he was getting into the sh- into the shadows, you wouldn't see the you wouldn't see that that whatever that drape was that, that was white, on the face. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't see that anymore. It would just disappear. It was. I know. I remember clearly. It was a black outfit or black dashiki or something. Yeah, yeah. And then that white thing over the head. Oh, and it kept man. walking towards us in circles. Ah. Oh. Now, all four of us are just standing there, yeah, looking at it. And I'd never felt like that before. I I felt stuck. Yeah. When I mean stuck, 
I couldn't talk. Yeah, you were petrified. Like, you literally yeah. st- stopped being dead I, in your tracks. I could not talk. Man. And I, would look, I was looking at my, my cousin and my two friends, same thing, like statues. Yeah. We just stood there and looked at it. Yeah, you couldn't even, you didn't even respond to them. Like no, you but, like, but, hey, but for a it. solid, like, minute and a half. Yeah, and not a, just five seconds. Hey, that's a long time. Whenever Dude, you're yeah, scared. and I remember. We, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, who does that? Who walks around at three in the morning and yeah, yeah. and that weird pattern too. Like yeah. that's that's very strange. And to, so it it got closer. Us about, I would say, like ten feet away from us, mm-hmm. and I heard my cousin started reciting verses from the Quran, Ooh. like out loud. Yeah. And he just snapped out of it. He had, and I, I shit you not, he had to, to push me, mm-hmm. like shake me, for me to like to wake snap, up. Yeah, snap out of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're in a trance. And then uh, as soon as he started reciting those verses, that thing that was coming at us, uh-huh. just put his head down, turn around, and walked away. Whoa! <laughs> it just walked away. Wow! And and remember, four of us. Um, I snapped out of it thanks to my cousin, mm-hmm. and my two other friends were still stuck. And we had to shake him. Same thing. We had to shake him to wake him up. Wow! And my fr- remember, we were taking my friend back to his house. Yeah. And he was like, "Dude, I live right there. Let me go home." And I'm like. Fuck no, you're going home. We're going back to my uncle's house. <laughs> yeah. With that kind of thing roaming around the neighborhood. Yeah, it's too no, close to your house, no, man. You're coming back with us. <laughs> no way, but I, I I'd never felt like that. I like to be in control. Yeah. You know, and uh, the thing is, you know, I, I grew up in France. And, you know, when, when my cousin would tell me about these kind of things, it was always, I was, I was like, oh, man, that's bullshit. Some Africans you know myth or whatever yeah. it's always you know people tell stories just to scare the kids yeah. and, and all that but when you live it after that i was like all right man this is this is serious this is serious this yeah. is not nothing to play with and uh yeah so god that's crazy man. i got a couple more work i can share if sure, you want yeah yeah um this is my my grandma uh same thing back in africa okay because all this scary shit happens in Africa. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, this is a bad PR for Africa right now if you plan on going on the trip. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my grandma, so she grew up in the you know, small village. Um, and this one day, an old man came, came to the village and he was, um, he was injured. No, 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 he wasn't in jail. He was, like, deformed. Mm-hmm. Like, something was wrong with his face. Yeah. And a friend of my grandma started laughing at him. Okay. And the old man came up to him and said, if I translate, you keep laughing. And she did. Okay. She kept laughing for hours, mm-hmm. days. He pretty much put a spell on her. Oh, she couldn't stop. I thought you meant, oh, shit. She I, couldn't stop laughing. I thought you were saying like, she just kept, yeah, she just kept laughing. No, 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 no. It was no. still funny days no, later. No, she was laughing the entire Holy time shit. and she couldn't stop. 
because that man walked up to her and said, "You keep laughing." And he put like a. And and for for days they were, they kept looking for the for the for the guy. Yeah. Because he came to came to the village and then left. They kept looking for him. They finally found him, and he came back and he walked up to uh, my grandma's friend who was still just laughing. Wow. And he said, "Now stop," and she did. Wow! Wow, <laughs> man, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I can go on and on. I guess I got. Hold on, I'm trying to think. Oh, my cousin, one of one of our friends that we uh, we grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a thing we say in Senegal that you know people love. People don't really like pets that much. Yeah, they don't really take like stray dogs or stray cats as pets, especially cats. Yeah. Um, Stray cats are are synonym with bad luck, and you know you can hear them late at night, like I was saying earlier, just fighting over the rooftops. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so a friend of mine was walking back from a party uh, late night, and a cat was following him, and he, he would stop, turn around, the cat would just sit there. Keep walking, and you hear the cat whispering like that, like human whispers. Yeah. Whoa. And every time we stop, the cat will stop and just sit there. Wow. And for like for blocks on mm-hmm. his way home, he gets to his house and unlocks the door. The cat is right behind him. He turns around. He kicks the cat. Yeah. Kicks the cat. Um, cat runs off, goes to bed, wakes up the next day, and the leg that he used to kick the cat no fucked no to this oh day. Gosh, to this, really? To this day. Wow. To, because he kicked the cat. So yeah. To this day, his legs fucked up. He walks around on crutches, and crutches on sand is not that. No, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's a full on workout, yeah, man. That's so <laughs> that's <laughs> some older story is. Don't, don't, don't kick a don't cat. Kick cat. <laughs> no, but that, it's a true story. I mean, it's a true story. That's it, crazy. It's, it's one of those things that, like, you know, people don't believe in. A lot of people don't believe in spirits yeah. and energy and things like that. But when you, it, it's, I think it's something that really, you know, you, you have to c- consider. I yeah. mean, for the longest time, I didn't believe in in energy. I mean. And so I saw that thing that walk, was walking in yeah, yeah, circles towards me. Crazy. But, but I mean, there's something out there. Sure. There's got to be. Yeah. There's got to be. Yeah. We, we might not understand it, you know, and those TV shows don't help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, um, you know, just be conscious of it. And, I mean, at the end of the day, we're only here for a little bit, right? Yeah, that's right, man. That's you never right. know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody's when they came back and said, let me tell you about it. No. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. Nobody yeah, you knows. don't know. Once you pa- pass over to the other side, it's all, you're all in the unknown. Exactly. That point. So that's that, my stories. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing. And we're on to the next. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're going. Hey, my name is Jonathan Terrell. I'm a songwriter in Austin, Texas. And this is my ghost story. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was a bartender for a very long time at a honky tonk called the White Horse, and 
before it was the White Horse, it was a Tejano club uh, called La Trampa. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. I mean, well, nobody went on the east side <laughs> before <Yeah>. 2006. <laughs> There's a reason I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Hotel Vegas used to be an actual hotel. <laughs> um, Makes so, sense. So the legend is uh, uh, at La Trampa, um, a prostitute was uh, stabbed to death in the green room. And uh, this was apparent, I think, in the in somewhere in the '80s. And I, I I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find anything about it. Um, but when they moved into the, into the new White Horse, when they moved in and started like doing construction on La Trampa, they immediately started getting like weird vibes. And then like things like glasses would fall off the wall, uh, pictures would move. Um, there's a few times um, that uh, that like the 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 saloon doors would just get kicked open, just like blasted open. Damn. Like Wild Wild West style? (laughs) Yeah, just like boom. And people were just, oh, you know. And it really, nothing really happened until, until like after hours when we were there counting money, like closing out the drawers and stuff. And um, so for a while, it was like, I felt like, uh, you know, the... Like we we had just opened and it was kind of just like the wild west and everybody in there is just getting hammered and uh you know <laughs> yeah. and and I felt like I felt like the ghost was getting more casual like it started making its appearance yeah. more and more. He sort of took on that same vibe like all yeah. right we're hanging oh. out. Oh yeah, well yeah. let me show you like let me show you my dance moves. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, we in two step club now. Um, and so so there's one night uh, just me and the GM are standing behind the bar. And if you're looking towards the door at the bar, um, and then there's a there's a there's a double door that goes out to the patio, and then to the right there's a pool table and pool sticks on the wall, and me and him are sitting there talking just casual, you know, at the end of the night, and this mist about three feet tall floats from the doorway, goes across the room, over the pool table, and behind the pool cues and into the wall. And we ran. Oh, we shit. literally ran outside, and we're like, "Did you just fucking see that?" Like, it. And then we had to go back in there. Yeah. To cl- he well, he had to go back in there and close <laughs> it up because we were pretty much done. We were just like, "Yeah." He's like, "Anything else? We'll do it tomorrow." Like, yeah. No way, I'm, you know. So he like ran back in there, hit a couple of lights, and like bolted out. It wasn't raining. It wasn't like smoke. Nothing <clears throat> no, was, was on fire. No, it was just it just like casual mist, like a silver. Mist, probably about three feet tall, maybe about a foot and a half to two feet wide. Damn. And so it floats across the room, freaks, you know, we tell everybody, you know, and then a couple, you know, within the next few days, there's like more things that are happening and more things that are happening. Um, you know, uh, one of the, one of the bar backs, like, uh, got really freaked out one sec, like he got like, kind of like traumatized really quickly and didn't know why and then like he was like freaked so we rushed him outside and he was like confused of what just happened yeah so like the ghost was making itself more and more known like almost like every day it was something more was going on yeah and um he's kind of getting comfortable like I'd, yeah like and, slowly exposing himself to yeah to, and I, damn and so we were thinking it's the the lady that got murdered in there you know and uh, i didn't know that yeah so, the, the, got mur- the prostitute got oh, murdered oh, 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 in yeah. the 80s yeah in the green room and um and so at around this time um i took like a 
almost almost like uh, almost too much dose of DMT. Yeah. <laughs> and I had been dealing with like this like glitch, this new like newfound, you know, uh, been flooded with so much you know knowledge and things like that but it's so much knowledge that you eventually you start kind of like glitching for a second and like yeah and when you glitch you feel like spiritually vulnerable okay like you don't have your guard up all the time you're not 100 percent, and so you feel like sticky you feel like you feel different energies in around wherever you, you're hypersensitive to these new energies that you didn't understand before i totally get that <clears throat> i i've also done eat DMT and like I, I understand like the the influx of like knowledge yeah. and like people's energy and spirits and like what's important what's not and like well this guy's just kind of he's just me but like in another lifetime or whatever so I, I yeah. get it like I could and, I, and, I, and for, for me I felt like a guy in the corner of a room that there was like somebody that's like Oh, I'm gonna go talk to that guy, and you're like, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, no, you don't need to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and you're like, oh god, he's coming over, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and you're at, like, you're at some wedding, and you see like a guy from high school, and you're like, fuck, oh. yeah, you know, <laughs> so it's it's like that, and so I felt like really, really spiritually sticky, and I was like, God, this, you know, this, this, this ghost is gonna, it's gonna stick to me because I can't get out of here. I'm sitting there counting money, and I felt it like I felt it like the it like watching me, you know? Yeah. And so one night I was riding my bike home and, um, and I was living up off of Maynard road. And so if you go up Kamal, uh, you, you ride past the Texas state cemetery and then you cut up and then you go through the school and then you go through a nut, you go in between the, the new Austin cemetery and the really old Austin cemetery. And it's about a quarter of a mile of chain link fence on both sides. No escape. It's kind of like a, great place to get robbed <laughs> if you're riding your bike home with cash at four in the morning um, from your bar gig um, so as you know you're always kind of like on the edge in that area and um, and just this particular night I, like that I felt like so sticky um, I I was I just felt like something was following me and I and it just creeped me out so bad and in my peripherals it was like the city's to the left and it's kind of glowing kind of orange you know and uh in my in both sides of my peripherals i see like this like purple wave like almost kind of like a cape that's like floating just outside of my vision on both sides shit and i'm just like no 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 like immediately i felt like what was what was going on it was like the same feeling like from when you were back at the bar yeah it was like no it's like it's something's with me something's following me something's here now and i'm and like just I, that i could see this like ribbon outside of my uh, my peripherals yeah so i get home i'm like of course like freaked out and you know i just go to i just go to bed and uh my girlfriend's in bed and so that night <clears throat> we have a, a security thing in the hallway if like you walk past it the light comes on yeah right so that night, the light kept coming on in the hallway, and the dog was flipping her shit. Every time shit. the light would come on, the dog would start freaking out. You're already in bed. It's I'm already in bed, and she's just like, my girl's like, somebody's in the house. Somebody's like here, and I'm just like, no. I'm like, hey, look, I'll just go and plug the light. Like, you yeah. know, it's fine, you know, because uh, I wasn't going to, like, 
terrify her to death. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so... I'll keep it to myself that I fucking went through the cemetery. There's yeah. a strange entity that probably... So took this uh, prostitute home with me and I, you know... <laughs> Don't worry, it's just a prostitute from <laughs> yeah. the green room. Don't, Don't worry about worry. it. She's been dead for 25, 25 years. You got nothing you know, to worry about, babe. It's fine. Um, so... So uh, the next day, she gets up and goes to work early in the morning, and um, and there uh, I, I wake up and I'm I'm just like, no, not having this. And I'm not really like a like a, a you know a a, a churchy kind of guy. Same, you yeah. know. But I I do believe in like energies, and I do believe that you can like pray to certain things that like you know to communicate with uh, you know with the world of what the things that you want to put out there and the things you want to happen, you know, you got to manifest, you know, destiny almost. Absolutely. And say it out loud, you know? And so like, you know, I just started like, you know, I started burning sage, uh, smudged the whole house and was just like, you can't be here. You know, I was like, I just was praying to God. I was like, man, you know, take your, get your girl. Yeah. Get your girl gone, you know, like, like, you, like you're not welcome here. You can't be here. It's not going to happen. I won't, I won't stand for it. Yeah. Like, no way. And like, I did this for like an hour and then like, I just felt like the house felt good. It felt like, whoo, like, you know, it felt like relaxed. After you know? an hour of exercising this yeah. said spirit. Um, and so I get on my bike and I go to uh, the, we, scoot, the scoot in uh-huh. because my buddy is having a show down there, and um, and it's and it's like a day party thing. And um, so I, I I'm like I'm feeling good the whole way down, you know. And um, there's a there's a photographer there. Yeah. And he's doing the old, like the old Polaroids, like with, it's like the giant Polaroid camera where you pull the thing out of the bottom and it's like, it's like from the forties or something like that. Yeah. You it's know? got like a tray that holds like 12 Polaroids. Yeah. You got to keep on packing in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, a little lunchbox underneath the camera that yeah. holds the, the film. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> so there's a photographer doing this thing and my buddy, John Evans, he's like, man, we got to have our photo taken for this thing. It's like, great. Cause we we're all dressed up in like gym shorts and gym socks for, cause it was like some... I don't know, whatever, themed party. Yeah. And so we take this picture, and on my sitting on my shoulder is the same mist that floated across that room. Oh, shit. And, like, no joke. Like, just sitting, and I went, I went to the photographer, and I was like, hey, have, have you had any, like, weird light exposure things in any of your photos? And he was like, no, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. And so I've got a friend, um... Uh, that it's a he's a uh, forensic photographer yeah so I took it to him and I, immediately I was like holy like this is the this is the mist yeah this is the one and it's sitting on my shoulder and um wow and so when I got home the house still felt gr- good and it yeah and it never like it never changed um and he he took it uh with him to work and he was like so whatever he's like whatever it is he's like it's not a it's not a smudge on the on the ink it's not a it's not a mess up on the photo it, he's yeah. like whatever that is is in the photograph with damn, you damn and um and so i was you know then i just like pissed ice yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> and um but since so since then um they've had zero issues at the white horse with any wow. any kind of spirits any kind of like 
you know, uh, bottles flying off the wall, doors kicked open, nothing. Wow. Homegirl lives at the Scoot Inn now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> took, took her home, dropped her off the Scoot Inn. <laughs> <laughs> we just, I just took her, took her down the street, took her to the next honky yeah. talk down the road. <laughs> yeah. So I'll describe to the viewers or the listeners at home. So in this photograph, it's like, it's a, it's kind of like a, the silvery black and white photograph my 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 friend john evans he's a great songwriter yeah uh he's standing he's standing on on your right and i'm standing on his left and we're just sitting there like kind of arm in arm and uh, we're wearing basketball jerseys and shit and um and just on my right shoulder is is like about a it's just like this like two and a half foot three foot tall mist just like hovering on like on like you know on a solid portion of my shoulder and yeah. then just like above Damn. And it's it's so I have the photograph at home and I'll 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 send you a picture. Yeah, of if you it. send it, I'll, I'll post it. Yeah, uh, I'll post it on my Instagram okay. and uh, promote this uh, promote this old ghost story thing. Yeah. So yeah, if you what can dig trip. it up, I'll do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll dig it today. I was like ripping my room apart. I was like, I know it's around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Awesome. That's great. Uh, appreciate you sharing yeah. that story, Thanks, man. man. Thanks absolutely, for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, on to the next. I'm Max Moreland, and this is my ghost story. I'm here with my old roommate, Johnny Tilkin, uh, coming in from Chicago. Um, a quick background, Johnny and I lived in a house together in our early 20s in Tucson, Arizona, and um, with a lot of debauchery. But a background of the story, our roommate who owned the house um, had grown up in the house as well, and his mother had been kidnapped and murdered and out of that house and this isn't something we learned until a, a few years down the road um or a few months down the road of living there and there was always some kind of strange happenings in the house and some weird things that we would see and a lot of it i'd be home alone or johnny would be at work or, and um, i remember one time we were sitting in the living room watching television and i'd always seen in the foyer of the house i'd kind of see this white dress kind of pass through the foyer and I was always just a trick of my mind. I said, it's nothing there to see. And I'm sitting there with Johnny one day, and we're watching TV, um, probably some pretty questionable reality Holy TV. Hands. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember I, I saw something kind of out of the corner of my eye, this white dress kind of passed through the foyer, and I turned really quick and looked. I remember Johnny looking at me, he goes, what the hell did you just look at? And I'm like, what did you just look at? And he goes, man, I see, he's like, do you see something go through the foyer? I go, I see it all the time, man. And... So it was the first time we actually saw it together and kind of gave a little more substance to what we were seeing in the house. Um, Johnny and I both had girlfriends at the time. Johnny was dating a lovely exotic entertainer yeah. <laughs> uh, who's now a cop, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, she's, she's a cop now. <laughs> she graduated from sexy cop to normal cop. Yes, yeah. Still, still maybe a little sexy. I don't know. And uh, uh. and you know, both of our girlfriends slept over every night. And I remember his girlfriend was out of town for a week, and he wakes me up very early in the morning to tell me his story of what had happened the night before. Johnny, if you want to interject and tell what you went through that night. Now, see, now I remember it differently because I remember I said I said. We were sitting on the couch, and I was like, dude, I got to tell you something. And it was like at night, and I was like, do you ever see things floating around? And, and I always saw dark uh, figures. So okay. I ended up going, and then you were like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I got to tell you something. And uh, and then, wait, no, no, maybe you said, yeah, you said, I got to tell you something. I said, no, wait, let me tell you what happened to me the other night. 
and you and then I went on and I started saying, "You want me to tell you my side?" Yeah, go ahead and tell yeah. me your side. Okay. So, anyways, I'm laying in bed and I'm asleep, dead asleep, and I wake up because I feel this cold, cold hand on my chest. Uh, this is 100 percent true. So I'm like, "What the heck?" And I like wake up and I try and sit up, but I can't. It's holding me down, and for like a good minute, and then finally I pop up. And there's nothing there. My dog is just sitting there. And uh, so I was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. So I was like, Max. And I started telling him that story. And then Max like, hang on. Wait a second. Let me tell you my story. And then I remember the word was, precisely that you used. You said, I got exercised. And um, if there's one exercise. thing that you don't do is exercise. <laughs> and I think you meant there was an exorcism in your room. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think, again, this, you know, we're going back, you know, 18 years or so. Um, I remember we had kind of collaborated on this. And after you told me your story, I was like, dude, you were drunk or you were dreaming. That didn't really happen. And and because from a physical contact point of view, I was like, there's no way. And it was the next week. Remember when I was dating Linda at the time and she was out of town for a week. So it was like my first night sleeping by myself um, in a long time. And uh, very similar to what Johnny said, I was sleeping on my stomach and I felt two hands on the back of my ankles, um, which wasn't too odd for that time. But uh, <laughs> I, I figured someone had snuck into my room again, Johnny. <laughs> and, Best roommates uh, yeah. ever. <laughs> and I felt these hands kind of slowly moving up the back of my legs. And I, I pushed my arms up and I held myself up. And I remember the feeling I had wasn't even fear as much as it was anger. And I had my dog Wrigley at the time. Johnny's dog was named Spider Woman. Um, <laughs> so we called her Spidey. Great dog. They were both great dogs. And I remember Wrigley, it was a pretty mellow dude, being off my bed and staring at me and growling and um, in the middle of the night, oh, which was shit. super odd. And, and I felt these hands holding me down, like Johnny had said, kind of frozen. And again, you know, as I said to Johnny when it happened to him, I'm like, dude, your puppy is dreaming. I mean, I was 100% wide awake. And and the popped up, and I I remember going, get your fucking hands off me. Get your fucking hands off me. Um, And again, it was anger more than fear. And I felt the hands kind of move off me as I got feeling back in my body. And I looked next to me, and there was a white apparition basically laying in bed with me. And like beside you, yes, like not a face, but like a figure uh, um, that I could see. And fuck. and I said, "Get the fuck away from me!" Again, <laughs> it, it was odd that it wasn't fear. I don't know why it was anger and not fear. And Wrigley is just growling and starts barking. And um, and you know, I said, "Get the fuck away from me! Get the fuck away from me!" And it, the apparition kind of just faded away. And um, I, I don't think I can't remember if I woke up Johnny that night or in the morning about being like, dude. I got exercised last night too. <laughs> you know, we've been getting so much exercise lately. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, story. And, and Johnny, I don't know if you remember this. We had been out one night. What was that bar we drank at right across the street? The Red Garter. Um, oh, yeah, the Red Garter. And, and I remember <laughs> place was a hole. it was a hole. Um, <laughs> and we got home one night. And I remember we were, we were pretty liquored up and Jason had been with us at night, our, our roommate. And I was back by his bedroom, kind of the house, the, the you walked in the front foyer, Johnny's bedroom was first, then mine, and then the hallway L to the master oh. bedroom where, okay. where Jason's room was. And Jason was my boss. He was the manager of the restaurant I worked at. And I remember I was back by his room, and he had never, we had never said anything to him about this. Like, we're like, I'm going to leave this alone. And yeah. we had heard the story from our friends who had known Jason growing up with him in Tucson. 
and he was telling me something about work the next day. And hey, you got this party for lunch or blah, blah, blah. They're a good group. We were talking something about work. And this noise came out of the kitchen, which was always a really eerie room. And, um, and this noise in the kitchen, I was like, what the hell was that? And uh, he goes, don't worry. That's just my mom. And, oh, uh, yeah. and I was like, what, dude? Um, I, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm uh, moving. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was the Rockport Pale Rotisserie Grill falling down. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that thing was, I still have it, you know. It's disgusting. It's awesome. Um, so th- that I moved out first. Johnny was in the house a little bit longer than I was. And um, there was some redecorating that went on. There was a very odd picture. Johnny called me. He's like, dude, you got to get over here. Oh. And it was a painting of basically a woman drowned with a halo floating over her head. And, uh, yeah, it was messed up. And he's up. like, dude, I can't sit here and watch TV. What was oh. You watch that stupid show all the time with Brooke Burns um, or Brooke Burke. What was that oh. called? Um, Johnny, I don't know. Johnny like, lives for entertainment television. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's our story, man. Do you have anything else on it, Johnny? Oh, oh, yes, yes, but this does not have to do... I'm sorry, I have to tell this why you're the worst roommate ever, if you don't mind. <laughs> there is no, so there's nothing worse than sharing a shower with somebody. Not, I mean, not physically at the same time, but sharing one place where we both shower. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We shower, and sometimes we were late. But, um, <laughs> so, I... Uh, I would get so mad because he'd go in there and he knew how to get to work and then he'd go and drop a huge deuce in there. <laughs> and the problem with that is is once you get in there, then the steam uh, boils up and then you have poo flakes everywhere <laughs> all over you because it's in the air. So not only was that the worst, but then one time I'm late for work. So, his <laughs> so he runs he runs out of the bathroom, gets dressed and goes to work. And I'm like, all right. So I, I follow up behind him and I'm going in there and I see his boxers on the floor and I'm like... <laughs> So oh, I was man. Like, so I went to go pick him up. And sure enough, he filled his shorts and left him. And he said he said he fumbled. <laughs> and left him there for me. So anyways. Oh, man. Dude, uh, you know, so I've done Adam's podcast before, and I tell a pretty good shit in my pants story on there, man, if you get a chance oh to listen. Oh, my God. Um, I will listen to it, definitely. We'll yeah. tell the story about Wrigley. Well, that's another time. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good one, too. On our we, road we, trip. Dude, we have a lot of poop we have a stories. lot of poop stories, man. Um, we we ought to come back together and, and do like a whole poop like fiasco, just like a poop. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's Johnny our, again. Our as we mentioned, hilarious. for people who don't know, Johnny's battling a really hard case of diarrhea today. Yeah, and <laughs> was planning on staying home today, and unfortunately <laughs> had to go to work. And um, is I'm sure his coworkers are pretty happy about that. Also, Johnny has this ridiculously dumb theory. We're getting so off ghosts. <laughs> But he's he he showers and then poops, which is the dumbest thing ever, right? Yeah, that's that's no, completely no, bad. No, and, never. Yes, and his yeah, theory. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, your theory was always because, like you said, the poo flakes in the air. That when you oh, shower, yeah. the poop smell sticks to you. If you if the poop <laughs> smells in the air and then you shower, you're cleaning yourself with the poop, and then you yeah. smell like poop after you. So yeah, he would shower and then take a shit, which is the, uh, it makes zero sense. Yeah. Well, no, now I have three bathrooms and I shit in my kids' room, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> take that, kids. I got uh, four. That's <laughs> awesome. These these stories are way scarier than ghosts. Did we, yeah. <laughs> did we give a backstory on the on the house? Do we want to talk about that? I can't remember because we talked. Oh, Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a weird situation. I mean, there was. I, I remember times 
John... Let's just say it's Tucson, where a lot of gangsters used to live. So. Yeah. And, and Johnny, I remember, like, I'd get home. He, you bought that inflatable pool for the backyard. <laughs> and, um, and I would come home a lot. And, and it, me, too. And I'd be like, dude, what are you doing out here? And he'd be like, I'm, I'm scared to go in the house right now. Um, yeah, and, no yeah and, and me, too. There'd be times I'd be home alone. And I'm like, in the middle of the day, I'm like, I, I'm leaving, man. I, I, this house ain't right. So. Yeah, Fuck, I think you left me there to live for like another year. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you continued to live there a year afterwards? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure things out. By that point, by that point, he was uh, spending most of his nights at the stripper cop's house. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Devin. Devin knows her name. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I love how we wrapped it up with a poop story. Yeah, we, we did it yeah, regardless. Right. So, yeah. Full stay, circle. Stay yeah. true to the theme. <laughs> to go run awkwardly to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I miss you, man. Um, too. Get, to, get out down care. here soon. You too, bud. Cool. That's it for us. Uh, on to the next one. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, this is Laura, mm-hmm. and this is my ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just go from the beginning. Uh-huh. All right. So I was six to nine Six to nine years old. Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. The youngest child by a long shot in my family. And I'm sleeping at my grandfather's house. One of my least favorite things to do, because I'm in between on these old twin beds. And they're the old wooden twin beds that are actually, um, they don't have box springs. They're roped. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mattress on top. And I sleep on the floor in between them. My older siblings that are significantly older than me are sleeping on either side of me. And I'm sleeping on the floor. Why do you and sleep on the floor? I'm the littlest. Okay. Yeah. And, so by you the know, so like low you man get, on the totem Yeah, pole. you don't get to choose anything. Mm-hmm. So I, choose, I am told to sleep on the floor, which yeah. is where I always slept and I always hated it. But I just did it because you just do it. And this particular night, can't sleep. I've had anxiety forever since I was a small child (laughs) and I'm having anxiety and I'm like thinking about dying and like the world being really big and get overwhelmed and like come back into this room and like bring myself back. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this night's getting really long and I look at a clock and it's like 10, 15 PM. I'm like, okay, this is too much. So I knew I had to have an attention getting mechanism. Yeah. So I go into my mom and dad's room, which is my mother's childhood bedroom, which mm-hmm. has to be weird as an adult now that I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, mom, are you up? She's like, now I am. What's what do you need? You know? <laughs> I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> just definitely sleeping. But then she's like, well, now my child's here. So I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking awake. This <laughs> is shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I saw an angel. I did not see an angel. Let's go ahead and get that out there. I'm not going to save this for the end. I did not see an angel. I never saw an angel. I was like having anxiety and I was asleep in this room and I knew that I couldn't be like, I'm scared. Yeah. Cause they'd be like, go the fuck back to bed. Yeah. You know, they'd say it kindly. They're kind people, right? Yeah. My parents are kind people, but go they the would have freak s- back to yeah. bed. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they would definitely wouldn't have said that, but yeah, that's the gist of it. Um, and so they, my mom's like, Oh my God. And as my adult self having conversations with my parents about spirituality, I'm aware that my mom has this like very, Oh, I don't know the right word to say it, but 
almost childlike experience of religion and spirituality. Yeah, she still she still got the vision of like Jesus or not Jesus, like God yeah. being like. There's like an aura around this. people. They live in the clouds, yeah. like truly in her spirit. She believes that. And I, tr- I want to value that. Yeah. It's a gold it's rope. It's a cartoon absolutely. drawing. Absolutely. Yeah. The That's gold rope even, like, around <laughs> her waist, like oh, holding the, yeah, for sure. There's a harp. Yes. And, um, <laughs> knowing that even as a child, I can remember just like having this impression and she's like, oh, you saw an angel. I'm like, yes. <laughs> And then I'm like, fuck, because I knew then I can like remember standing next to that bed. I can remember what the dresser looked like that I was staring at. It had like a 70s flower on it. I can remember it. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. But I was going with it because I was like there and I already like took a step in. Yeah. So I was there. I yeah. was like in that line. Your heels are already dug in. She's yeah. eating what you're feeding She was her. going for it. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, it was an angel. And she's like, what did she look like? She's asking you questions. Yeah. And you're and vividly I'm just describing. Like telling her. <laughs> and I can't tell you what I told her, but I have like a sense of it. And there was white and there was gold and there was long brown hair. Yeah. And it was like a sensation. And she was at the <laughs> foot of my bed. All made up. Like all totally just. Made up. I made it all up. <laughs> but I don't know why, except that I just like needed an out from anxiety, which like as an adult thing is fucked up and I'll talk to my therapist on later. But like as a kid, it felt like, it felt like, okay. Yeah. That I was like talking to her about this and we were connecting and she was like excited. Yeah, she's on the and edge of the bed. she was connected. She went yeah. from like pissed, like, yeah, I was sleeping. What's right. the, what the fuck's the matter? Or from me being like in bed and being like, I'm about to be upset and piss my mom off, but like I can't sleep and this sucks. I'm kind of scared. Yeah. My nerves are running. Yeah. And instead now I have like my mom enthralled. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is like my audience. So I don't even think I made up a big story. I don't think that I like created this huge thing, but I described explicitly this angel that I saw him. <laughs> And she ate it up and I'm worried I'm missing like some compelling middle details. But fast forward 22 years, sometimes she still brings this up. (laughs) Like it doesn't happen often, but every few years she'll be like, but Marky, I know. Lori, Lori, you, Lori, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lori, I know. Because you saw this angel yeah. and she just has this sensation. And we've had, since I've been an adult, more challenging conversations about spirituality mm-hmm. and religion. And it's something that in those conversations she'll hark on. Yeah. That she knows like that I experienced something <laughs> that we shared. And so as a person that is an oh, atheist no. in adult life, yeah. it's very hard to like reconnect with that and be like, oh, I told you that. And it's 22 years in and you can't look back. Yeah, yeah. You can't look back now. I know. No, too much time has passed where you can't be like, yeah. look, mom, I was a little kid. Yeah. I made it up. Just I mean, like I, I maybe was could, but she brings it up so infrequently. Yeah. That why? Yeah. <laughs> it might never be brought up ever again. It might not. Or it could be brought up it tomorrow. Until in three more years. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll do this like mental exercise all over again. And I'll be like, I should say 
something. <laughs> but instead, I just won't. Yeah, let me and see. And it'll keep going. Yeah, let me see if I can get another 30 years out of yeah. it. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll deal with it. Yeah. So my ghost story is not a ghost story. That's so it's good. a fake angel story. Yeah, I felt like we should have like a fake entity some, somewhere yeah. in the mix to break it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like feeling tense talking about it because I feel really guilty. I'm like, I'm a super bad liar. Don't. I'm a really bad liar where like usually I lie and then immediately confess my lie <laughs> like within moments and usually I'm crying while I'm confessing it yeah so the fact that I lied about this and for some reason like why of all the lies I lied about drinking when I was young yeah. like I lied about stealing things from my siblings like why is this the one that I held on to <laughs> yeah. for literal decades yeah yeah I'm not sure, but I'm sitting with it right now. I love it. Like Does the rest it. of the family know? Is no one knows. Nobody. <laughs> I've never told anyone until I told you tonight. I've never oh told my anyone. God, that's so good. I'm not sure that it has the weight. I'm feeling so much weight right now. I'm not sure that that's going to come through. Nah. Yeah, because yeah. people are going to be like, that's a really dumb story. Why does that person <laughs> care about that? No, it's funny. But like, it's really funny. <laughs> like, genuinely, I feel anxiety about it right now. It's like, my poor mom. She believes it so hard and she's so good. Uh, I'll admit something on the podcast and my mom <laughs> listens. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, my you, mom's probably not going to listen to Snow No, that's okay. <laughs> that's i would prefer it that way mm-hmm. um i made up a, a like a fictitious uh, imaginary friend and my mom How did like, that believe- come about <clears throat> i was just getting like attention and like i liked it like as a kid I, and I, I think me. i can't remember if like my parents were talking shit uh on like a neighbor kid or something like and then little alex he's got an imaginary friend and you know what that means i was like i got an imaginary friend what's that mean <laughs> I got one. <laughs> and she's like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You, you've got an imaginary friend? Like, yeah, he's hot. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember what I said, but I remember getting like attention. I was Earlier like, oh, you mentioned right? that he was 6'2". 6'2", yeah. <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, mm, kissable lips. Good looking fella. <laughs> kind of like a yeah. Ken doll, but yeah. of all the working parts. <laughs> you know what I mean? But real. Yeah. <laughs> No Hawaiian shirt, though. <laughs> uh, we already had a fight about that. <laughs> Wait, is he imaginary? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. That was a great story, by it's the way. It's confusing. It is. It's what's I, real and what's fake. I was confused. Confusing. Now it's clear as day. I love men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't hate them. Angels are fake. That's right. Angels, <laughs> moral, of story, <laughs> moral of the story is I'm into Here men and angels are fake. <laughs> Holy smokes. All right. All right. Was that productive? God bless us both. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. Amen. Heavens indeed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it for us. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Laura. <laughs>